Welcome to the Catfish and Crappie Podcast. My name is Mark. How are you doing, everybody? What's going on? I'm excited about today's show. I need to make sure I thank the uh, show sponsors, definitely the supporters of the show. I want to give a big shout out to Fish Brain. I need to give a shout out to uh, Colton over at Multi Bar. Uh, those Multi Bars are great rod holders. I love them. In my opinion, they're the best in the business. I want to thank uh, Amped Outdoors. Without Amped Outdoors, my electronics would not be running cleanly and sharp image without any distortion. We'll talk about that in a minute, too. Uncle Loose Tackle and Port Barrington Marina. What's going on, JT? How you doing? Jimmy, too. You guys are great. Your support means the world. I see Steve Ransom just came in here, too. What's going on, Steve? Dan Thompson, crew member as well. How you doing? Uh, Dan, there's Cody from 3 Plus 1. Cody got a, a personal bus this week, and congratulations, Cody. Also, Big Wrench Catfishing got a personal bus this week. Uh, thanks, Thank you guys for sharing that with us. It's, it's great to hear all of that happen. I got another announcement to make before we start the show. I want to apologize to my guests for making them wait. I was just informed this week that the Catfish and Crappie podcast is in the top 10% of all sports podcasts on Spotify in the world. Without your guys' support, without you guys uh, egging me on and keeping me going, it would not be there. So uh, I wanted to brag a little bit, but mostly I wanted to thank everybody that's here. Uh, people like Parker and, and Fish and Fever and, and Mike Sampson. So Mike Sampson was actually my very first guest that I uh, interviewed. So thank you, everybody. I appreciate it. So now let's get down to brass tacks, folks. What's going on, Josh and Justin? How are you guys doing? Doing great. Hey, how how are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's been a crazy couple of weeks here, so I'm happy to see that. Also, I want to publicly apologize to Chad for ending his birthday stream on accident. I hit the wrong button, shut his stream dead, like midstream. Yeah, I felt like a jerk for it. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, it'll happen. He'll live. <laughs> I gave him a super chat. I paid him off. So. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourselves. How'd you guys get started in fishing? Go ahead, Chad. Man, I've been fishing my whole life. So I grew up uh, bass fishing. Dad took me bass fishing when I was a kid. Uh, got hooked on, you know, bluegill and stuff. The gateway drug to bass fishing when I was a kid. And uh, worked on up through the tournament. 16 years old, joined a BASS club, started fishing, fished through college. Uh, wanted to eventually try, you know, fishing professionally and stuff. And really kind of got known for the electronics, man. Um Everyone kind of knew me as a Lawrence kid, a Lawrence expert when I was in my late teens, early 20s, traveling the country, trying to make a living at this stuff. And finally, somewhere, somewhere along the line, someone said, man, you know, you're damn good at running these things. You ever think about selling them? And no, hell no. You know, I just tinker with them and wanted to fish. And that's all I really wanted to do. And uh, man, fishing, fishing, traveling the country is a hell of a lot harder than a lot of people realize. And started a family and started trying to sell the stuff and one thing led to another and here we are man so sell electronics for bass fishing crappie fishing walleye whatever you fish for hell sometimes not even fishing you know you'd be surprised what we sell electronics for uh what people have used for boats and stuff like that it's amazing that's usually a way the way that's usually how life treats you though isn't that true you you find you it, it your path gets laid out in front of you and you usually end up following it and and hopefully hopefully it, it's it's a successful one i think uh yes, there's a lot of people not just us here on screen that have been blessed how about how about you josh uh yeah uh, mostly fishing with my grandpa uh, when i was a kid uh hitting sand pits and small ponds and eat a lot of catfish eat a lot of crappie and just grew up with the fryer, man. That was always in mind. So um, got into sporting goods 
geez, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago and ended up hooking with, up with Justin and his wife, D, and uh, been working with RMP and learning bass fishing from him. Um, the people get a little testy when those hit the fryer, so I learned not to do that so much. And <laughs> I don't mind at all. Fry away, my friend. Fry away. And, uh, you know, just uh, you know, learning bass fishing and learning to enjoy that, but um, still spend more time now with my brother and do like catfish and things like that. So fun time. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm I'm not too shy about frying fish. I, I, I my my grandfather was pretty much uh, uh he he was on wealth not on welfare but he was on disability so uh, he pretty much ate what he caught. Uh, he didn't catch enough to 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 make a difference, but he, he, it 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 helps. It, it also does. And plus, I mean, it's I don't know. I'm a firm believer that you know God put fish on this planet to eat. You just got to be responsible and take care of it. So right. I always push responsible harvest either way. And man, a smallmouth sandwich. You ever have smallmouth bass? That's pretty darn tasty. I ain't gonna. I have it. I've never had one. I've heard it's really good. <laughs> that, that river water does something to them, you know. It, it's yeah. just per, it's it's pretty good. I don't eat a lot of them, but every now and then I'll have one just to remind me what they taste like. So crappie tacos is tough to beat. Man. Crappie tacos is a staple here, and That's I got good. a couple of Asian recipes that I've been using lately too, which are pretty good. Something about crappie on some rice with some, you know, chili sauce. Yeah, really- yeah, yeah. Really gets me going. I kind of like that. The sweet chili and the hot chili, all of that. So. We, we actually goofed around here um, with some hybrids. Yeah. Uh, we caught some hybrid some bass. wipers. And we uh-huh. get them up like uh, boneless wings. Nice. Buffalo. That, that was good. Yeah. That was real good. Yeah, you, I, I, have very, I have some experience with, with wipers, but they're always small. I did a lot of fishing for them on, uh, on the Tippecanoe River, and I didn't really, you know. Well, what's I, small? We grew them big in Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> I know they. I know you do. That's on my bucket list to go get a big one. I that mean, they will like mess one. up a bait real quick yeah. if you get one here. <laughs> G-Styles already got questions, but we'll get to the active target. We got a lot to talk about before that. I See, I yeah. told you. So sit tight, G-Style. Ask that question again when we get over to the live scope stuff, So or to the active. What, what's the name What's the name for all three of them? What are we calling that class of? Uh, forward-facing sonar. or Forward-facing yeah. forward sonar. We'll ask that uh, pretty soon, so. So how'd you guys get into the business though? You mentioned briefly about uh, that, Justin, but kind of uh, where, how, well, I mean, you're a pretty big company. You, you keep busy, don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I was 17 years old, 18 years old, uh, I was fishing a, a circuit here locally. It's not even around anymore called a uh, central program. And the ranger rep at that time was a, a gentleman by the name of Bob Parkey. Um, out of Missouri, and he was the Ranger sales rep for the time. And he wanted to know if I wanted to be a part of the Ranger team. And, you know, starting to get into that, I wouldn't say as far as career, but I was starting to fish a lot more regional type tournaments back then. And one of the the kind of requirements was if you're going to run a Ranger boat, you need to be hooked up with a local dealership, have your boat sent to, help support with boat shows and stuff. And long story short, um, I signed up with Ranger. And started fishing on their team and had to uh, have my local dealer, who was Shady Creek Sales out of El Dorado, actually, um, be my home dealership to kind of run my new boats out of and help with boat shows. And one time the owner, Mike, approached me and said, hey, I know you're getting close to graduating college. What are you doing afterwards? I said, well, I don't really know. I wanted to own my own business and just fish. Had no idea what I wanted to do. Wanted to kind of get into some fiberglass repair as well, too. So I went down to the Ranger factory and worked in their service center for a month. 
Uh, they trained me up how to do fiberglass repair. I came back and started doing fiberglass repair out at Shady Creek through them and would work for them when I was kind of in town, not out of town fishing. And uh, the thought kind of crossed my mind about what a guide sent on tour about, you know, you ought to start selling this stuff because you're the best person I know with this stuff. And I would have these professional elite series anglers call me all the time or before it was the elite series back then it was just, you know, the top 150 and stuff, the Bassmasters. And these guys would say, Hey, I want you to set up my units or I'm getting new units. Side imaging is, was literally new at that time. Nobody knew anything about it. Yeah. And so I approached the owner and said, Hey, I want to sell some of this stuff. You know, would you be upset if I sold this or would you want in? And he goes, I don't want in. I don't understand the internet sales thing and don't want to have a damn thing to do with it. So if you want to do that, have right at it. And years later, here we are, you know, was basically took kind of a side hustle thing and, and made it a legitimate business and went full time Added Josh here four years ago now, uh, this week. Yeah. Four years ago this week. Congratulations. So yeah. Yeah. And just, kind of started working you know started selling stuff out of our house our garage my wife would help me ship products out and stuff and rented a little shop started expanding and bought the shop that we're in uh, about four years ago because we were remodeling this when you yep. came here to interview actually he actually was me bigger flowers and our anniversary was two days ago when he forgot <laughs> dun, dun, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and did a building expansion a well, we started it two years ago, finished yeah. it up about a month ago. So just been growing and, and kind of navigating the industry, you know, been been growing with the industry as the industry grows. We've had a hell of a lot of changes in the past, you know, four or five years with new new technology mm-hmm. and probably more importantly, not just new technology, but how it applies to, to fishing, whether... Yeah. Gosh, there's so many things we learn every year from people that are using the technology that we had no idea about. I mean, we've got guys now using ice fishing bundles to fish during the summertime off their boat docks. They don't own a fishing boat, don't care to own a fishing boat, but yeah. they use it off of piers and boat docks and stuff like that. You know, so, yeah, Josh hey, over at pig patrol is famous for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And you it's, know, it's just incredible what you can do with the stuff. It really, really is. Cra- it makes it, makes so it portable so anybody fact, can use. I'm sorry. So crazy. In fact, on live sonar, as much as we can talk about it, we've worked with people in national defense yeah. with live sonar. Like, so when you say the applications are endless and wild, they are endless and wild. You know, I, I heard a rumor that the, the guy who used to set up the sonar on submarines is working for Hummingbird now. Well, Daryl Lawrence, who started Lawrence, used to do a lot of DOD work and help develop sonars for submarines back in the 60s and 70s. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So it's, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's some pretty cool stuff. We'll, we'll get into that too. So <laughs> yeah, the, I guess the point of the story is when opportunity knocks, you need to answer that door, right, Justin? Well, you just never know what it's going to be. I mean, look at all the people posting pictures of finding cars. I mean, they're solving so many unsolved mysteries from the 50s, 60s, and 70s mm-hmm. by finding people who just, for whatever reason, drove off the road and unfortunately didn't make it. But 
at least some of their families are able to have closure from that. There's there's a lot of nonprofits that we've actually gone out and helped, you know, try to locate missing vehicles and stuff like that, because, again, the technology didn't exist to find it. You know, the image is pretty crazy. I found a a boat trailer literally 300 yards from a boat ramp once. It's like, oh, yeah, that doesn't belong down there. Right. So I told them, I don't know if they ever retrieved it or anything. I don't think they really care. But as long as it isn't a car and they got to check for bodies, they don't have to. But it's amazing what you can see in the detail. And, and, And I know it's a lot with like my newest unit. There isn't much you need to do to get it tuned right. Other than watch like one YouTube And that's kind of the key to everything now. Um, Lowrance kind of set out a couple years ago, and I don't want to get it too much into this now because it kind of gets into like Garmin, Lowrance, Humminbird mm-hmm. debate. But, you know, Lowrance forthcoming came out with us and said, hey, we no longer, within being the best, that's that's always the top priority. But the second thing that is equally important or more important is it needs to be the easiest fish locator to be able to operate. And We've seen that transition go that way. We literally saw Garmin pivot and go that way with the LVS 34 as well, too. There's not too much really of adjusting on the latest and greatest with what technology that's out there anymore. It's literally install, plug and play, and go catch fish. And it, I mean, and if that means he's right, and it, it's the other side of that coin is on both of you can get more out of them, right? Uh, but when you plug and play them, they are fantastic. I mean, they, they work good. I, they, you know, when I got my newest unit, I started there, and what a difference from my, from my older, my older unit, which was like three years old. Yeah. Um, I'm running at 106 um, UHD, and the processing power is just there. Yeah. It, it's so much faster, so much clearer. And then when I started to tweak it a little bit, I got a lot more detail out of it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm always pretty confident if I see a little piece of structure and there's little grains of rice that there's catfish in there. Well. And we just got done filming with Lawrence last week on some new stuff. And, you know, that the, the product designer and engineers always want to know our opinion. And they said, well, what do you think? I said, honestly, I said, I love it, but I equally hate it. And he's like, well, what don't you like about it? I said, it's literally become the easiest thing when somebody can just buy new product, install it on a boat. And now they've leapfrogged up to the level that everyone else is because it leaves out a lot of interpretation that needs to be done. It's pretty blatantly obvious their structure and there's fish on that structure. There's not a lot of, you know, time on the water that's been needed to learn what you're looking at, if you will. I mean, it really levels that playing field so much more, so much faster than what we had to do three, four years ago when LiveScope really came out. You know, yeah, I'm being, a, you know, I'm an old timer, if you will. I, I'm an old timer, and all these young guys are catching up like nothing with these, with the sonar and stuff. All this stuff I spent learning the hard way, they get to figure oh, yeah. out right away. But I, I, I can't stress enough that if you're one of them guys, you need to learn the the why and the how as well. Yeah, don't, 100%. don't don't give up on that stuff. It'll make you better all around angler. So yeah, and seeing them and catching them is two very different two things. different things totally <laughs> yeah you can throw everything at them one day and if they don't want to eat they ain't going to eat <laughs> that's 100%. right do nothing then you got to play the numbers game but that's another that's another conversation so. <laughs> all right let's start let's start right at the beginning let's go to let's go to your standard you know old school 2d sonar um 2d sonar to me is pretty valuable I use it a lot, like on, on on piles of like white bass and stuff when I'm fishing them in deeper water and stuff. And obviously, you know, uh, on the front of my unit, I got an older Garmin Altera that had that has uh, um, the the 2D sonar built into the head, so I take advantage of that when I'm fishing off the front of the boat. But 
Has there been any um, advances in the 2D sonar, you know, the old school stuff? In the Just last from like years? a uh, dual chirp standpoint, you mm -hmm. know, it's target separation, you see. And and this is kind of a caveat. Depends on the type of person with what they're doing. I'm not a 2D sonar guy. I don't have a need for it anymore. The only thing I have 2D sonar in my boat, I have a shoot-through hold. I'm running a fiberglass boat. It's just so I don't hit shit, period. Yeah. You know, I want to make sure... You know, between your mapping and 2D sonar above 55 miles an hour, you really have no reason to be hitting stuff unless it's just a random stump or something along those right. lines. You know, like you're going to see your depth limits. You're going to see your mapping and your contours on your topo, and it's going to show you about within reason where you're running out on the lake unless the lake's extremely low or, again, you've got random stumps and stuff like that. We see deeper water guys like our great Lakers, the Laker guys. Uh, some guys getting into some offshore stuff. 2D sonar is very, very important. Yeah. Stuff. It's the only thing that still has the range, right? I mean, you, you, you can get down there with side imaging to an extent. Same thing with down. But like what Justin was mentioning with the chirp earlier, you're, you're firing multiple frequencies. So you're able to pick up a target separation at multiple depths simultaneously on one image, right? So that's... And that's not terribly new, but, no, no. but it's that is the big separator from like original 2D sonar that's a single frequency. You're going to get what you're going to get no matter where it's positioned in the water column um, to the new split chirp system or, you know, firing at different frequencies to get you the best return. I know some guys that are like Michigan fishermen. They fish for salmon a lot. And yep. they're yeah. like, none of this other stuff matters to me. Just give me that old school. Yeah, can't reach you. They want the 5200. They yeah. can see two baits while they're trolling. Absolutely. Yep. That, that's all they're worried about. Um, now the now the other one. There's a each each brand has a name for it. What is it? The uh, the not the 3D, but the um, oh, the the name. You know the 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 second the one that's like 2D, but it's not. It's the down imaging. imaging down down imaging. That's it. Oh, I can't yeah. believe I messed that up. Yeah. I only I only podcast for for a living. So you're all right. There's a, so a mega down imaging or mega plus down imaging from Humminbird. They just add words and symbols mm -hmm. down imaging with uh, Lawrence and uh, what down view. Yeah. Down, down view, view with Garmin Lawrence yeah, is down scan. VU uh, is down imaging. So, but yeah, all the same function. You know, I fish in a, I fish in a very shallow water um, area. The, this river on average is four to six feet deep at its deepest. There's a couple holes other than that. So uh, I, I use the down imaging and, and 2D somewhere. I just compare the soft returns to the hard ones to see what I'm doing. So that, that's pretty much my extent in using both of those. So unless I'm on a couple of these reservoirs and then I'll use them, you know, for piles of crappie or piles of white bass, something like that. So, but they're, they're pretty handy. I'm running them a lot. If I'm not looking for fish or scouting, I use them. The down most. imaging is really clear and it just looks super rad. Like you said, you were down you're imaging to a tree with structure on it. It's very cool. Down imaging to me just confirms what you think you're looking at, right? So like 2D yep. sonar, you see a blob. 2D sonar, um, a lot of times here, like Table Rock Lake, it's five hours east of us. Um, with 2D sonar, a lot of times the trees look like vertical fish arches. So you're like, is that a tree or is that a fish? Because it has arches that literally look like a group of fish stacked up. And then you see it on down image, you're like, yeah, that's a, that's a big tree. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it kind of confirms with a little bit more precision what exactly you're looking at. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. If there's fish on that tree, I've pulled up to a couple of brush piles and they're barren as the desert too. So, you know, ones that I've been really productive for in the past. I mean, a lot of guys think that, you know, whether it's live imaging or or down, down imaging, whatever it is that it's, you know, quote unquote, cheating the system or whatever it is, but I'm only out there for so many hours. I can't waste my time and I'm not doing it for, for tournament fishing, but the tournament people, they, they, they love that stuff. But, yeah. You know, even the guys that don't tournament fish love it. I mean, yeah. I tell everybody all the time, I, I did not grow up crappie fishing. I did not grow up catfishing. When we went fishing, it was bass fishing. Unless I was super young, then we was bluegill involved. But I tell people all the time, you know, if you want to learn this technology, go out and go crappie fishing. They're easy to catch generally. You can definitely tell when there's a group of crappie in a tree, you know, just lit up and everywhere. And it helps you learn the techniques and learn the sonar and learn what you're looking at. And it's, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, like, it's a blast to go crappie fishing. I've oh, heard yeah. more grown men giggle like little schoolgirls <laughs> catching crappie when you see a fish eat it on live imaging. You know, it's cool. It really is. To that video game fishing, I mean, yeah. ice fishing, you know, you're, you're standard with your, your flasher, and it's still video game fishing, and I ain't going to lie. It's it's a thrill to see that fish come up off the bottom and, and oh, hit that bait. That's I can't wait to do it on live scope. I've had a buddy in my boat with his uh, ice unit, and we were messing around with his live scope for a while. And what I was amazed about was how the fish moved and how fast they were and how they moved different than i imagined a move yeah you know how fast thin yeah how fast school and comes straight up vertical yep Yep. and and how fast schools of bait move away from you when you get near them regardless of the water temperature how fast they Mm -hmm. move if they want to eat or get out of there yeah I, I didn't think I didn't think walleye move that fast or northern pike even they're they're just taking off they're screwing cruising around we couldn't keep that live scope on them they were moving so fast so um a, a fun side effect of fishing with buddies on live scope you can see who misses hook sets too that's <laughs> <laughs> uh if they miss a fish anyways we're gonna tell them they missed a hook set anyway so it don't matter oh yeah or it was a rock that's always the one that we, we were so we were filming uh, about this time last year two years ago two, yeah, two years ago sorry and we were in the middle of doing it. So we were all crammed. There was four of us crammed in this itty bitty ice shack on Lake of the Woods, right? So the cameraman is filming Justin at the time doing a video on Lawrence. And I'm tucked in the corner. And this other fellow's tucked back in the corner trying to tra- stay out of the shot. But we're still fishing. So he's watching in the middle of doing this. You can this see them all out, like, on our, out of my hole. <laughs> you can see all the, the jigs going up and down. And then you see a fish rise. You're like, who's, who's, who's getting looked at here? You know, trying to figure it yeah. out. So I just completely whiff it bigger than shit in the middle of this video. And so in the middle of this technical video, I was like, oh, who just missed that? And I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was me uh, doing the walk of shame. We're getting a lot of questions here. All right, we're going to go over live scope real quick. Explain a little bit how that works to everybody, whether it's live scope or live target, whatever the other brands they all, are. They all work the same. You know, Very I mean? similar. Yeah, 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 with the concept. And that's... Basically, you're taking a raise of a transducer instead of being pointed straight down or like with side imaging off to the sides. Let me move over here, off to the sides. Mm-hmm. They're in a range that goes forward and backwards. And depending on how the array is angled, you have varying degrees. Generally, you're coming in, 
You're going to look at 135 degrees from forward to back. Again, depends on how you have it mounted, mm -hmm. whether that's live scope, active target. I think Mega Live's like 120. So within reason, it's the same uh -huh. degrees. And you can, of course, rotate your transducer and downward and see massively down or in the forward position where majority of the people operate out of. And it's just pinging off sonar signals, brings it back in and then processes it through a processor. Yeah, the difference between live sonar, you know, number one is the stitching, right? So like you say in those array of transducers, you think of a transducer as like a single set of crystals. With live imaging, it's multiple crystal sets covering different pieces of water, different sections of the water. And then the processor, number one, does the stitching. So even Mega Live that doesn't have a box has an internal processor that is stitching multiple images together to provide one fairly seamless image. The other difference is the processing speed. So with side imaging, you know, you're getting a crazy return, uh, good clarity, for example, right? But you're always seeing in the past. You know, that's always something. It's a, it's a, it's a picture. It's a snapshot mm -hmm. of something that's already happened. With live, it's processing at a ridiculous rate. So it's giving, it's still a sonar return. So sound wave traveling through the water, hitting a target and coming back. But it's processing so fast, it shows you that image, that noise in real time, you know? So that's, it's truly amazing. I mean, it really is when you think about it, what it's having to do, having to do in the amount of time. It's yeah, going. the calculation's got to be ridiculous in that. It's yeah. got to be crazy. And then they're doing it, what, four and to up to four to six times, you were saying, right? Uh, four, four each, six, six six separate transducers. Six yeah. transducers, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. That's good. I and, was told and, of a number this weekend that was, I want to get this right, so let me think about saying, I, I believe what is considered live, like live TV and live imaging, is like two-tenths of a second. Yeah. And, uh, Three tenths of a second is you can process a 96 mile an hour fastball and make a split decision if you're going to swing or not. And all live imaging is basically a hair under three tenths of a second. So you have varying degrees within that, but it's all considered live because it all falls under the category of three tenths of a second in terms of how, how quick. Anymore, they're all so good, like missing a hook set, right? Like it's almost imperceptible. Yeah, the, the physical, the feeling of you almost it. have to stop to watching it and wait. Otherwise, yeah. you will premature set the hook and miss fish. That's why. <sighs> That's crazy. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's to say. Can you imagine once they get that processing power even faster and they start using things like AI to to animate all that stitching and stuff? I see yeah. that's where That's this what is the Navy's cool. doing, right? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be insane. It's gonna yeah. be crazy. Uh, but don't wait, folks. Go out and buy your stuff yeah. now. So. It's, it's a, you know, take your words, it's always a game changer. Yeah. You know, and we're starting to see in the tournament circuits now, I mean, it's. You're either going to adopt it or going to hate it. You yeah. either learn how to use it or you don't, yeah. and you in, know. And in tournaments, a lot of cases you're going to adopt or you're going to lose. Yeah. I mean, that's where it's starting to turn into, which is a, you know, it's a booger sometimes, but um, it's just, it's becoming that prominent in all species now, you know, freshwater species. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, Garmin's the, the, the big 62, which is like a blown up version of the, the 34 and the range on that thing is unbelievable. You know, it's unbelievable. So how long do you think before, like, uh, that live imaging will be able to be used on like Lake Michigan? Oh, it's there now. Yeah. It's there now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
we've even turned our 34 out 130 140 150 feet the, now you lose image quality when you do that for sure right. but you have an idea you're looking yeah. at something like there's still some common sense that still has to be put into have an understanding of what you're yeah. looking at you know uh -huh. but absolutely it can be utilized now yeah. for and, sure and, especially if you're trolling like the 62 right. with trolling and stuff like that looking for lakers man 62 just, is you know touted at 300 feet of range you know 100 meters basically and it'll get there. fishing in that deep of water for catfish there's something i don't know right. how you're gonna do that <laughs> well and see that's the other but that, cool thing that, that thing was developed about. for salt though yeah that's so it is water, yeah. Salt water, yeah. but as far it's as a like, lot more dense so you have to be able to, to go mm -hmm. through that you know? stretching out but the idea being too like at those great distances i think something with catfishing it's it's more prominent or you know lake trolling right. fish for lakers you're not looking for a crappie 100 foot away. Right. You're looking for a much bigger target 100 right. And you're away. just wanting an idea of something to get you closer to that, to investigate it, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? That does make a lot of sense. So, You know, if you see a, a brush pile 100 feet away and you're crappie fishing, well, you're not going to stay 100 feet away from it and cast. <laughs> yeah. you're but at least gives you a visual like, eh, there's something over there and it looks like there's fish. Let and me at least movement. get closer to it and see what's going on. Absolutely. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, let, let's take a short break here and answer some of these questions because they're oh, starting great. to come in. We'll do that. G Style Fishing says, "What trolling motor? Uh, what trolling motor? Motor guide or Tarova paired with a fish finder has the best accuracy for spot locking or dragging?" Of those two, of I'll those say the Tarova. If he's only asking for those two, um, all trolling motors generally. This is a general rule because. <laughs> We're regulated by the government how accuracy we or how accurately they can be paired. Okay. Is that still fifteen feet? No, no, no. We're tighter than that now. You're okay. you're three to six. Yeah. Okay. You know, on average, um, it just depends on a lot of factors. Um, there are some lakes out here that man, we're gonna be dead locked on, and then there's other lakes where we see our trolling motor kind of waver around, and I think some of that's just line of sight. You know, when it comes down to certain satellites and stuff, but. Man, I'm going to say, honestly, they're all pretty damn good. You know, also, I mean, I'm, I, I'm also finding that wind or even worse, lack of wind has a lot to do with 100%. it. 100%. Always want some sort of a breeze to keep you oh, yeah. off what you're fishing and keep you tried and true for it's sure. It's the idea of resistance, right? So mm -hmm. like, if you have current to a certain extent, not too much, and wind to a certain extent, not too much, it gives it something to pull into. And it'll lock it more securely because then you get this push pull going on. Right, if you're in dead calm and slack water. It, you're, it's going to pull you past constantly. Try to, and it's going to constantly overcompensate, trying to keep you on the on the, the bullseye without anything to fight against to give that two point resistance. Here. And the other thing to keep in mind with that too, with no wind, the trolling motor could be in the same damn spot, but your boat could slowly be rotating yeah. and spinning around. And if you're don't have forward-facing sonar to keep you lined up on your target. You could be completely casting in the wrong direction, and the trolling motor's never moved, but the back of the boat spun oh, around, and you're aimed incorrectly. 
I've had I've had that happen. Blow right over, blow me right over a brush pile, scatter them fish to the wind too. That well, was- and that's why it's important to have some key features in your system. So one of those being like a heading sensor, you know, like a, a Garmin Steadicast or a Lowrance Point One. And Humminbird has their own uh, heading sensor as well, too, which that way you know which direction the boat is facing at all times if there's not movement. Generally, your GPS doesn't know which way the bow is facing unless you have some sort of forward movement. Then mm-hmm. it picks up on the movement and know which direction your arrow is going and it knows where you're facing. You know, that brings up a question I want to ask. Where's the best place to mount that, in the front or the back of the boat? Generally in the back, yeah. Generally. In the back. Okay, yes. I need to move mine. <laughs> And keep in mind, you want it a little bit far away from your trolling motor, so you want two lines of sight because all the time your trolling motor always has a GPS signal coming in the front. So if you've got your heading indicator moved in the front, the bow could still move around a little bit, but you're not going to get enough degrees of rotation to notice. That back end of the boat moves a little bit. You're going to have more degrees of rotation away from your GPS and your trolling motor. So if you mounted, so is the trolling motor GPS that's built in running at the same time the puck is? Yes. Yes. And it oh and it does completely separate system. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. There's some tricks to that too. Um, if you're setting up your own stuff, go to the store and get a magnetic compass. And that's a big deal. You you don't want to mess with interference. And wherever you think you want to set it, what feels like a good spot, you know, usually rear deck, you know, something close. And and again, for a completely different reason, close to your your transom out of transducer. That way your waypoints are as accurate as possible when you're setting those. But set that magnetic compass down. And if you get any kind of spin or variance, scooch it until the, the compass reads true. And then, you know, you're clear of interference and it's, you'll have a good install then. You would be surprised what boats have interference, but think about it. You've got all this wire, all these batteries, all yep. these things that just have this electronic noise that can make compasses spin. I mean, we've seen them off 90 degrees. Yep. And stuff like that, and come and grab the shop, guys. Go grab a compass. Go I know guys who run like twelve volt crock pots in their boat and stuff like that. I imagine they do something to it too. So you got a lot of noise in boats. That's awesome. <laughs> Good stuff. Let's see what David Smith has to say. See, I learned something new today. Okay. David Smith says I have a Lawrence Hook Five with down and side. I have moved the transducer up, down, left, and right. Make sure it's level uh, when I'm playing. Um, it's it quits, it quits reading any pointer it quits reading any pointers it's, go ahead <laughs> depending on the boat model it can be very frustrating we've seen some that have not worked on specific boats when you're up on plane now keep in mind too your down imaging and side imaging is meant to be used at a idle only anyway mm-hmm. now we've seen some pro boats we've played with it we've mounted these things on weird transducer mounts to get them to read at 14, 15 miles an hour, but your image is distorted. So keep in mind, these things were developed to run at four to five miles an hour. What they're doing is they're taking a slice. So when they go out on side imaging and ping out to the left and to the right and down, you're taking a slice. So the faster you go, the farther between those slices you have, your image will be distorted. Same thing if you guys have side imaging and you notice you're on the trolling motor and you're sitting still, the image looks elongated. And it looks odd because you're taking the same constant slice over and over and over and it's stacking up on top of each other. A lot of times I tell people, I don't care what side imaging and down imaging looks like while running down the lake. I want my 2D sonar and I want my mapping up because I'm running to a generalized area. Then once I shut down, then I want to see what's around this point or this hump or what's over here. That's when I'm looking at my side imaging and my down imaging. 
But to answer your question, it can get very frustrating yeah, and difficult on some plane. boats, depending on how they are. I mean, we've had some that we've had zero success with being able to remedy while they're up on plane. On plane. And, and that's and it's a lot of them. Uh, usually by the time you hit, gosh, high 20s, 20, yeah. low 30s. Yeah, yeah, my the 20. Uh, yeah it, depending on the, the, the whole style, right? Somewhere, you know, I've... We've clean, seen issues with all, all the brands, the, by yeah, the way, yeah, like yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. O brands, electronic brands that transduce. I mean, they're honkers, right? They're, they're long. super long. Yeah. They get a lot of drag. You get a lot of air bubbles in front and behind it. And once they get air around them and they lose contact, you, you no, lose the. the no, what about the, um, I've seen people use high speed transducers, 100%, which that's a, a 2D sonar. That's that's 2D sonar. It's just mounted a little different, and you're switching over to that one, right? Most of the time, your 2D sonars on any type of fiberglass hole are epoxied into the hole, and they're meant to shoot through your fiberglass. Um, And I've got them in bass boats. Hell, even at 60 miles an hour, I still lose my 2D sonar a lot of time because they get so high up on the pad. Yeah, I was going to say you're pretty much get air bubbles and stuff like that. At 60 miles an hour, you're not m- not much of that boat's left in the water. No, so, no, no, sir, no, sir. Very cool. Steve yeah. Ransom's got a question. Let's see what Steve has to ask. He says, if your rod holders are on the back of the boat, would it help to have the transducer backward to know for sure what you're seeing? I think he's talking about like live yeah, imaging. Yeah. If you're live imaging, hell yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're if you're like bumping down a river going backwards, absolutely. Now, are you talking 2D sonar and side imaging? Because then it really wouldn't matter if you're going forwards or backwards on that. And yeah. unless, you know, you get confused on what side you're imaging is what side you're looking on. Here's my tip of the day, folks. If you're if you put a new sonar on your boat, make sure you're looking at the right side on the right side and the left side on the left side. I learned that the hard way, guys. That was Long day to figure Flip that out. Gear. That'll make a real long day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Why is that tree showing up on this side? And I finally yeah. figured it out, but that's another thing. So, uh, do you have a lot of guys mounting uh, um, uh, units on the back of their boats? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Any walleye guy, any catfish guy. Um, a big one now is spoonbill. Trollers. Yeah. We get a ton of guys that are spoonbill fishing because. If, if you're bumping down a river, you're normally turned back around looking at your rods. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have a unit right in front so you're not constantly looking back or having a buddy look at and try to interpret the screen. You know, it just makes more sense yeah. that way. And this is probably the single most important thing that I always suggest to people who are looking for electronics or anything boating related, you know, is, is what's your use? How are, how are you looking to utilize that and why? You know, if you're bumping down a river, you may want to have that live scope either mounted on the the back transom of the boat or on a pull mount off to the side. You know, if you're chasing crappie and other stuff, uh, catfish and bait fish, I'd say mount that thing on the trolling motor or have an independent pull mount on the bow of the boat, you know. And there's some flexibility there for sure. We we see guys that mount uh, two or three pull mounts on a boat and just move the transducer depending on what they're doing that day, you know? Yeah. The lift up the pole and then go to a new base, you know, the track. Yeah. I, yeah, I've, yeah that's how I was going to say. I've seen some bases where you can actually unlock the pole right off well, of it, move it to well, the you look at like, you know, like the Garmin units, like what you have. Right. So if you wanted to run a back setup on your holders, right. Mm-hmm. You could just grab another gimbal bracket, another cradle, another power cord. You could have it wired, ready to rock. Right. Yeah, just move your unit. Just move your unit. Yeah. 
drop it yeah. in. You ready Pop to it out of the cradle, move in the other one. It takes 20 seconds. That 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 idea has crossed my mind, by the way. Yeah. I just got to get approval from the chief financial officer to get that Networking, set up. networking can get a little tricky when you do that, but just yeah. like, give us a call. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I got, you know, I got, I got a buddy who's a network specialist, lives next oh. door. He helps me with all of that stuff. There you go. Computer background, too. So, But I will call you guys if I have any issues, definitely. Which brings me, I want to make sure that everybody knows that a lot of these prices on sonars and stuff are pretty standard across the board. Even the sales ones, like the seasonal sales, these guys offer those kind of prices, too. I've seen on their website that you see in a lot of the big box stores but you're going to get a lot more help and a lot more experience and expertise from guys like justin and josh here than you are you know talking to some kid who's working after school so keep that in mind there's a reason why you go to people like them uh and give them give them your business because it's it's worth its weight in gold the service you're going to get so mega kudos to companies like you guys i know you guys do a good job too so you guys mentioned that you had a couple of specials let's talk about those for a second yeah you bet um so we've got some great deals on the rants right now um we have the hds live 12s fantastic unit they did just uh do a release here um a couple weeks ago but the the live 12s are still an absolutely amazing unit and we've got them on sale for $18.99. So for a top-of-the-line 12-inch graph, it's a Un- smoke yeah. and buy. Under uh, two grand for 12-inch yeah. units, hard to beat right now. Smoke and buy. And then we've got some of the nine lives. So the nine-inch ones, um, they're running right at 1100 um, without a transducer or uh, 1200 with, and that's a thousand bucks off. That's you know, it's almost half price. So yeah, just some really smoking deals here for the holidays. We started around Black Friday. We're literally going to sell them until they're gone. And, um, you know, they'll be here for a while, but not too long. <laughs> you know, we got a good chunk of them. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so we can really hopefully hook a lot of people up with that. But, yeah, that's a it's a hell of a buy. Um, you know, the lives were thirty three fifty, I believe the live yeah. 12s were. And they're, like I said, down to eighteen ninety nine. So pretty smoking buy on them. And they'll network with the, the new stuff that will be coming out that they'll network mm-hmm. there. Um, so it's still just massive value on them. Good yeah, I- buy that um, Justin was able to find. It's a good deal. I know a couple of people that run those. I know somebody who's, uh, you know, sponsored by them and and they love the stuff as well. So yeah. some close people. So they're pretty happy with that, especially like the Bluetooth connectivity, which they keep rubbing in my face. Garmin, you hear that, Garmin, if you're listening, <laughs> I want to I want to watch on my iPad. Darn it. There you go. <laughs> so, the, I mean, and that's the cool thing, you know, when we're talking about live imaging to go back to that. Lawrence, Garmin, whatever you're running. It's all good. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Learn, like, I just mean, learn what you have, you know, yeah. like you don't need to jump brand to brand to brand every year. Just just really focus on what you have yeah. and try to understand what it is. I mean, it's all good. You know what I mean? Just focus on what you got. <laughs> you know, I, know people, like I, I know people that have every brand and, and they, they all they're all great fishermen with whatever they got so they make it work it's it's what you're used to as far as i'm concerned it's like why people stay with apple why people don't why people love galaxies yeah. it's what they're used to so yeah, whatever works for you uh go for the best deal and if you get you know once you get into let's say it's garmin or Lawrence or 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 hummingbird you're pretty much going to stay there if you're going to grow it you know changing a whole thing over is a big difference so if, would, if you want to we take trade-ins <laughs> there you go too if you want to just punt try something else we'll That's help it. you out man there's trade-ins there's ebay i've been down that road oh, trust yeah. me West Christian Stripes came up with something that's a little funny, but I wanted to address it anyways. <laughs> he says, I'm down to a canoe as my only boat. Will a 15-inch helix fit? 
Absolutely. I think it probably counts as one of the two-man limit, but you can fit it in there. You would be amazed at what we've rigged here from kayaks, canoes, little Coleman scamps, on up to huge deep V boats in Alaska. It's unreal. You should see his kayak. It's wild. At one time, he had a 12-live active target, motor guide trolling motor. I had two active targets. Two, sorry, two active targets. One on the trolling motor and one on a, a hand mount. On his kayak. It was wild. <laughs> I've seen people that got setups like that too. If you can power them and you can keep them, you know, you can find ways to mount them and get those. All you got to worry about is power. That's you all you need. Twelve volt power. You called them out earlier. Amped outdoors, man. We use them too. Yep. Yep. Amped, out, amped outdoors, man. I love them batteries. They cleared it. We'll talk about that after we get somebody's questions, and we'll talk about installations, and then we'll get a little bit onto uh, some of the. I got to answer your question here from Steve Ransom, though. Live with sixty. Which one? Always Which one for catfishing? This one, Steve Ransom wants to know. Uh, for catfishing, would you recommend live or 360? Always live. There's so much you can do with live that 360 100% lacks. Um, one thing I'll say I like 360, I understand the use of 360. 360 for me is more structure based, right? Like log jams. I don't care for 360 for fish, I, I just don't. Okay. Live imaging, I can do literally almost what 360 will. It's just not as automatic. And what I mean by that is you can turn your Garmin calls it perspective mode. Humminbird calls it landscape mode. Lawrence calls it scout mode. But you're basically taking your forward-facing sonar and you're flipping that thing horizontal. And I've got live imaging, brother. So I'm looking around actively. Where are the shad and where are the fish? By the time I'm waiting for that 360 to sweep around, we were just talking earlier how fast fish can move. Yep. I've missed it. I missed that opportunity. I've missed that fish. And you never know what spooks a fish and makes it turn around. You can have an idea of where it's going. But for catfishing, I have so many guys. We got Milford Lake. It's an hour and a half north of here. Mm -hmm. I have this guy, awesome, awesome guy. And he loves it for nothing more than finding bait. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And he said, look, those bait know when you idle past them. We've all seen it too. Fish spook when you idle over the top of them, idle past them. Years ago, you had to idle over them with your 2D sonar to make sure something was there. They didn't spook off. They know what pinging sound is from all these transducers. Guys will go out and go bait fishing, and then they turn right back around, take their cut-up bait, and then they go out looking live imaging for catfish. I mean, there's so many more capabilities that live has over 360 i'm not limited with you know having live imaging. live live running on flats is super cool too that perspective mode running across mud flats for catfish mm -hmm. is a blast it's an absolute blast um you know in 360 like i said he has its it has its uh, uses right basically it's a side imaging transducer that spins circles mm -hmm. and is and yeah. is interpreted differently it's, it's like it's like doppler radar for weather is what it resembles to me that's it's exactly really how it works yeah. yeah yeah but literally i it, it it truly is a side imaging transducer that they just pivot on a pivot point around and i mean it's a mega 
three or a mega sorry si plus transducer that just they, they need to spin that sucker like a hundred revolutions per second and then maybe they'll get a live 360 image hey, maybe don't do live, live, live 360 is king is, of mountains yeah that's, <laughs> that's that i out. i i have no idea but i suspect that's what everyone I, I don't see why they wouldn't make that work me being a fit angler it just makes common sense so we figured out we could build it it only costs what 25 g's yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> the first one's always twenty five Gs. By the time well, you we had to use eighty six hundred series units and three live three scope to be able to complete the three sixty, <laughs> and that's a lot of stuff hanging off the side of your boat. And that's a hell of a lot of power. I that. bet you can get that on your kayak, Justin. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All that I would sink that kayak. I would sink that kayak. <laughs> Uh, that's what outriggers are for you're set you're going yeah yeah mm. or the, the old buddy's uh helix 15 on the other side yeah creel uh says he's still rocking his t12 after almost three years i, I brought that one up because i wanted to say what's what's the average life expectancy before your gear would be considered outdated i mean you can continue using it as long as it turns on it depends on how you want to look at that because that's kind of a, a different question and what i mean by this is like most of our brands are looking at a life cycle of two to three years, depending on the product. Now, what I mean by that is not that they quit supporting that, not that they quit building that, but they bring in a new product every two years. Now, the old product is always supported generally for another three to four years after that. So, for example, um, with COVID, no one really brought out new units. They're all behind like two to three years right now because mm -hmm. they had such issues sourcing the products for current product. Why the hell would they try to build something new? It didn't make a lot of and sense. Accessories and stuff came out, but the nothing big, no big changes. Now yeah, there's no chips during that whole time, right? Yeah, not much. And the great thing is, all of them have this figured out that just because they bring out new product, you better support the old product with the same accessory. So, for example. It's been leaked and it's public information now. Lowrance has Active Target 2 that's supposed to release the end of January. It will work with live units. It will work with carbon units, which are no longer being produced and no longer being supported with new updates. But then magically, they got a new update coming that'll work with Active Target 2 and Elite, Elite FS units too. So Lowrance has done an amazing job at not alienating the customers that purchased live units new two months ago, last week, yesterday. You know, so that's a great thing. Well, same thing with Garmin and same thing with Hummerbird. They all support a generation before it for an extended period of time. Yeah, they got to figure that out because holding on to clients for the lifetime of that client is an important thing. You leave them out in the dust. Like some people, you know, they, they claim that it, it's what planned obsolescence is a bad thing. And people are starting to recognize that. So kudos to the companies that are, are keeping those products alive for as long as they can. 100%. And that's okay. why we looked at years ago when we started taking trade-ins of electronics and selling new or trade-ins towards new used units for a lot of people upgrading sizes. They are so much better quality now than what they used to be. Yeah. Like we have full faith in them. We very, very rarely have a used unit fail on us where it's a warranty issue where we have to take care of it for the customer. I mean, hell, we got guys running stuff from 10, 12 years ago that just, it just doesn't break. You know, I'm really amazed. And all sorts of weather, in rain, in water, freezing, not freezing, bouncing, getting jarred down the lake, you know, it, it holds up really, really well. Yeah. yeah, I got that 72 SV from Garmin for five years now, and that thing still goes strong, yeah. no problem. The TI2, he had a great unit. Yeah, man. awesome unit, awesome capabilities. Yeah. 
But there's always the new stuff, Jeremy. Always always it. It's always you better, too, right? Somebody's always got a better mousetrap. Yep. And for those of you that are, are interested in some of the stuff that uh, uh, Russell Marine has to offer, I do have their links links in the description of both their website and their Facebook page. So make sure you check them out and you won't be disappointed. Uh, Justin's Fishing Fetish, my buddy Justin is asking, is that $18.99 with or without the transducer? Without. Without. Now, if you hurry, we have like two left or three left. I don't know. We have some 12 lives with the three in one side imaging, down imaging, 2D sonar transducer, and they're 2099 bucks, so 200 bucks more. And you got that in there. But like I said, there's as of four o'clock this afternoon, we were down to three. Yeah, there's not many left. <laughs> and when those are out, we're, we're out. Yeah, but so. the ones with the 1899 without, we've got a good handful of those. Yeah. Yeah, get your credit card out, people, and go to their website and check it out right away. <laughs> right. <laughs> just I wanted to highlight this too for Steve. He said thanks. He changed his mind. So yeah. All right, let's see. Oh, look at this! People bragging. El, El Catfish Grande has that same 106 SV there that I is. got. And he says live scope next week. Give him a call if you're going to buy it if you don't have it already. So Christmas is coming. Hopefully everybody's got electronics under the tree. That would be there. Cool. You go. 106 and live scope is like one of the most prolific bang for your buck ridiculous Absolutely. setups, man. Right now with all the smoke and deals that have been going on the 106s, we can't keep them in stock. It's crazy, you know. It's. It, it, it's I mean, to literally have the best, the best of both worlds with side imaging, down imaging, 2D sonar package, live scope for like 25, 2600 bucks. That's killer. killer. That's, that's I mean, it wasn't a year or a year and a half ago. That was a nine inch unit for that price. You know what I mean? And yeah, a lot of people say, oh, is that one inch really a big difference? Oh, it's yeah. Difference. It yeah. really, really is. The resolution between those two units, which for resolution, guys, the higher the resolution on the screen, the better the image is going to be. The 10 inch screen has so much more resolution than what that nine inch does. Your image is night and day improved yeah. looking at a 10 inch unit versus a nine. And, and I also heard that the 10 inch has a, a, a better image than the 12, if I'm not mistaken, because of the resolution. Uh, that, uh, no, <laughs> no, it's that's what I'm hearing. That's why I'm asking. No, you're cool. It's a weird, it's a weird uh, perception. Uh, pixel density kind of is what it is. So sometimes the idea of a resolution and and how that extrapolates over size, mm -hmm. um, they they are the same in reality. So the ten and the twelve visually are the same. Okay. The only difference you're going to get is if you go to a unit like the 8600 series where you have a high HD yes. screen. And that's the screen. It's a lot of times the brightness. It's not a pixel dense, which the 8600 series does have higher resolution. Yeah. So it's twofold. So not only do you have more resolution, but the screen itself is completely different than the screens that are on your 106s, 126s, and your Echo Map units. And, and that's like, it's the fun thing. Like people, you can do what you want, right? Like, so the 106 is amazing. Um, that's like, it's one of my favorite units, man. Um, live scope's amazing. And that's, bang for your buck, I understand is a relative term. It's still like almost a fucking car, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot yeah, of money. Much. But, oh, yeah. you know, and then there's like the wild Cadillac where you buy, you get like these 8,600 units with a live scope and you're spending seven grand. And, it's dumb what you can see on them. Like it's wild what you can see on them. 
But when it's like, do you want to spend three times the money? Is that worth it to you? And some people it is. Some people it is. I'd yeah. rather have three units for that price. Right. There's, there's always a sweet spot in anything, whether it's computers or, or fish electronics, you know. The 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 newer, the most advanced stuff's what's really gonna get, you know, priced way up there and and the stuff that they're able to produce and sell more of is what gets the yeah. gets most of the business which is understandable so uh let's see what steve says here he says i'm running an outdated hummingbird 989 it has been the best unit i have ever had but to upgrade stick with the bars or what's birds. the best price wise okay i'm not sure what that means i mean i think he means do i stick with hummingbirds or what's the best price wise okay if you're super comfortable with hummingbird, stick with your hummingbirds. Now, if you're looking for live imaging, I'm going to be truthful here. I don't recommend live imaging, man. That's just from the Mega Live. The Mega Live, sorry. Yeah. The live imaging from Mega Live. Um, it's not as user friendly. It's very, very complicated. Truth be told, I had some difficulties with it early on. We mm -hmm. had some difficulties in the shop with that. If you want something super easy, plug and play and go for live imaging, Either go Garmin with LVS34 or Lowrance with Active Target. The Lowrance and Active Target, I think, is the absolute easiest one plug and play to use. Garmin has a very, very good image, and so does Lowrance. I would go and look at some of the operating systems and just figure out which one is kind of easier for you personally to navigate and go directionally that way, which one's easier to navigate. Now, if you're not looking at live imaging, and you were concerned about like side imaging and down imaging, go get you a hummingbird. You're going to be very familiar with the operating system. Um, that 989 is going to be very, very um, operating system wise, very, very similar to like a new Helix. Yep. Just go get you one of those. Don't look back and have fun, man. Like don't overcomplicate it, you know, stick to what you know. And it's second nature at that point. Right. And another thing too, to think about is don't ever like feel bad or like to, to go spend a ton of money on stuff. I'm not saying buy it from us. I'm saying look at you stuff, guys. Yeah. Like th there is so much to be had because there are a lot of folks that are as soon as the new thing's out, they want it right now. Right. And they're, they're going to get rid of the stuff that's still excellent. And so there's some stuff out there that you can get into that's a great value. And I'm kind of cheating and rolling into the next question. Sorry. It's <laughs> okay. That's but within no that way. We've had people buy new boats and the boats were pre rigged with units and they said, I don't care about this crap. I already paid for it. I don't like XYZ brand and I want what I'm comfortable with, which is this. So oftentimes these used units that we get, we sell them as used, but they came on, especially brand new. Yep. came on boats that were rigged brand yeah. new. We don't sell them as new. We're not going to sell them as new, but literally they've got a half an hour on them because somebody plugged them in the garage. was like, yeah, I tried it. I'm not feeling it. Give me what I'm used to. You know? Yeah. I know. I know that Lund has a, a, a factory, uh pre-rigged options yeah. a lot of that and you know me being who i am and the way i fish I, if if i got a great deal on a boat that had it it would come right off of there i'd put my yeah. stuff on there yeah that's just the way it is all right animals creations and adventures let's get to his question here real quick for a first-time buyer and user of a finder uh without a ton to spend what would be a good choice to go with i i'm gonna boil this down to it's going to sound like I'm I'm dancing around and being a politician, but I'm really not. So, get the biggest screen you can afford, and stick with. I can't even say that. Garmin and Lowrance are awesome, and they're the easiest to use. I'll yeah. just say it. All right. So the hummingbirds are good stuff. They're hard. They're the hardest to to learn if you've never used a fish finder before. Okay. 
Um, the biggest screen that it fits within your budget is going to be the best thing for you. The quickest thing that people get frustrated with is going to be screen size. Nobody want to watch the Super Bowl on a 22 inch TV. And that's it's that applies, you know, sevens are awesome. Screen size is more important than brand. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, seven and nine are killer. You know, there's a lot of dudes that run the the five, like the hook five is an absolutely prolific unit. You know, there's tons of those out there and they're a solid literal unit. But if you can find a use seven or a use nine for the amount of money you would spend on a new five or six or something like that, buy the used one, get a little bit bigger screen. You'll get so much more out of it, you know, um, and depending on how you are, like, I, you know, I'm not that old, but I don't see worth a damn sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, looking at a little screen, especially if it's at your ankles on yeah. the bow of a boat, it's double tough. So, you know, get the most you can out of screen size, whether you go used or not. And and I think that's the key, you know, and go to the store. Even if you don't go buy some at Bass Pro Shop, go push buttons, you know. Watch they all YouTube. have simulator. You guys they all have simulator. Yeah, mode. yeah. You guys are on YouTube. Watch YouTube videos. You know, we do a ton of YouTube videos um, where we go over settings and and first looks and reviews. And the cool thing about that, we've been doing that for so long. You can go find a bunch of videos on stuff that now lives on the used market. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Right? And so you can still get a lot of good information about there. I don't know. What do you agree? What do you think? That's I agree with answer. that. That all three. I'll I'll give the more politician answer. All three make really good affordable units in yeah. the five and seven and nine size range. If you don't care about networking, live imaging, you just want your first sonar unit that does side imaging, down imaging, two D sonar. You can spend five ninety nine and get you anywhere from a five to nine inch screen, depending on what options come with it. Okay. Um, for a long time, uh, we saw a Garmin Echo Map 93 for like $699, 700 bucks, And you could pair it with LiveScope in the future. You know what I mean? If you added yeah. LiveScope a couple years down the road. Um, we're seeing the 9-inch units now are kind of the standard, and it's growing. There's more 10-inch units becoming the standard. And probably in four or five years, the 12-inch unit is going to be the standard. Where five years ago, everybody had sevens. A bunch right. of people had fives. And very rarely were people buying the 12s and 16s. A few were, but not a ton. We're seeing a lot more people buy 12s now and a lot more people buy 9s, not so much the 7s. And if you look, a lot of the new manufacturers, excuse me, the manufacturers that are unveiling new units aren't producing the 7-inch units anymore on the higher end stuff. There's a reason they're not selling. There's a niche in that 7 and 9-inch range and what I call the mid-range units Anything around that five, six, seven, eight hundred dollar range has very, very good side imaging, mm-hmm. very, very good down imaging, good GPS mapping built in, and literally buy it, install it on your boat, plug and play, and see awesome. good results. Garmin's got the Vivid series, Lowrance has their Elite FS series, and then Hummingbird has their smaller Helix series stuff. It's all good right out of the box. Yeah, I'd agree. That's exactly the thing that I did when I bought my first one. I was by the biggest screen I could afford. So yeah. it's it wacky, but I mean, it really does work out. G cells asking fish finders. Are they coming out with voice control? <laughs> already have it. They already have it. Yeah. Garmin has it. Yep. Garmin uh, GPS map series has voice control. You can do it through uh, your damn watch. Yeah. You'll see some stuff on offshore coming down the line here. There's, there's a lot more capability. I mean, they're computers, right? For right. Christ's sake. So let's just, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's coming down very, very soon. So, 
Creole Catfish is asking, do the Lawrence units have a base GPS elevation mask setting built in, or are all satellite signals recognized? Good question. No idea. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's a new one on me. I'm going to screenshot that or write that one down because I can ask the engineers that actually. Good question. There you go, Creel. Can you, can you email it to me? And with this, uh, with Creel's information, we'll email them back. Sure. We could send that. Creel, send me that message in uh, Facebook and uh, I'll get that over to. We'll find uh, out. Yeah. We don't like, get stumped too often. Yeah, that's so. a good one. <laughs> Now, now let me let me pose this. Why do you want to know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, include why you want to know. Uh, Creel's a smart dude, so says. Uh, will Josh give out his phone number and does he travel? <laughs> oh my God, my wife's watching this. If this is getting weird, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I think he's. <laughs> never mind. I think he was talking about advice, not what you. Oh, were thanks, Steve. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't know what the hell was going on here. Uh, there's Catfish Stalker Outdoors with Captain Greg Olier. How you doing, Greg? Uh, what transducer pole do you recommend for open water boat fishing with Garmin Live Scope? Fishing specialties. They fishing do. specialties. Yeah. They now you guys offer mounts, those. They make pedestal mounts. They make trolling motor mounts. You name it, they have it. They do it. They're manual. They're, yeah, they're not the the pedal drive. You know, open water stuff yet. But yeah, they're they're reliable. And, and they just, they do a great job. I don't know how many hundreds of those things we've installed. I'm serious. Yeah. And they make, you you call them up with what boat you have and what you're looking to do. And they know how the hell to make it and, and all that stuff. Yeah, the owner's awesome. wild, man. You call in there, you don't give him measurements. You tell him what boat you have. He gives you the measurements. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. He knows. <laughs> all right. Let's, we're, we got carried away with questions here. It's awesome. Let's talk real quick about some of the other products you guys offer. You guys sell trolling motors as well, right? Anything yeah. electronic-based um, associated with catfish, walleye, multi-species, bay boat, saltwater boat, we carry it, absolutely, from bow to stern, yeah. trolling motor to transducer. Let me put you on the spot. Would you recommend an Altera or a Tarova? Ooh, Tarova. Tarova. The Tarova. Too many issues with Alteras. Um, gosh, awesome concept, yeah, right? Really, is. really, really awesome concept. The problem is on their drive system, their belt system. We, I fish year round, man. Like, yeah, if I got a nice day. I'm going out. We got some power plant lakes within an hour and a half of us, either direction. And I don't care if it's 30 degrees. If I don't have wind, I'm going out there, especially if I know they've been generating water, right? We've had so many people, especially when the old terrace first came out in like 2017, they're coming to our shop with their trolling motor stuck yeah. vertically. One guy had to unbolt it off his boat to load it on the trailer. They get frozen up and just strip the it's, gears right out of it. Without system. going wild, it's a single-sided worm drive on something that has a ton of leverage, right? Yeah. Especially in V-bottom realms, right? You're talking a 60-inch trolling motor. So, I got a 60-inch on my little boat, and I got the Altera. It hasn't given me any problems, knock on wood, but... Right. But when it does, hey, you're dead in the water. That's this. the unfortunate thing. They've got a damn good warranty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah mine, mine's up this year. I think yeah. mine's up this year. Might be time to upgrade in the next uh -oh. boat. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of why I asked. So I mean, is Garmin going to come out with a longer shaft uh, trolling motor? Hey. <laughs> good. That's good to know, too. <laughs> that was a personal question right there. Let, let, let me phrase it this way because that's like probably the number one question everyone always asks us. Don't know what. Not going to say what. 
they have product engineers and sonar engineers that they keep on staff for a reason. I mean, if, if not, they would just hire a contracting company to build cool products. Right. So, I mean, mm -hmm. they're all in house. They're constantly working on stuff. They're not going to pay them to sit around. Right. <laughs> Carolina catfish has some strong <laughs> opinions in chat. I'm not going to read those though. Uh, shallow water anchors. What do you guys offer for those? All of them, man. Talons, uh, raptors, power poles, the full gamut, man. Okay, let me ask you this. River fishermen, what's your best option in shallow water with slight current? Talons or raptors? No, raptors or power poles. Raptors or power poles. I lean towards power poles just because you have the drift paddle option. You'd be amazed at what lowering those things down in the water, how much more they slow your ass slow down. You they don't. really yeah. do. Just from a boat control standpoint, holy cow, really make a difference. What about keeping, well, let's say you put a pair of those on the back of a boat. What about keeping the boat straight? If that does pose a challenge for sure. Absolutely. Especially if you're bumping down river. Now, if you're going with the current and you drop them down, they're going to hold you straight every single time. Okay. But they hold you how the current is. So if you get yeah. a current coming off an eddy, it does a little backwash. Your boat is going to spin as well. You know, so keep that in mind. Definitely. So, yeah, that's another something else I was looking for. So those are self-serving questions. And then you guys got a bunch of products that you guys make yourself, your branded products, right? What do you guys have there? Uh, tempered glass screen protectors are, are one of our big ones. Um, we run those, uh, the shallow water anchor lights um, as a big one. So we, we have a, a, a navigation light that goes on the top of your shallow water anchors. Um, so it replaces your short one. That's a really cool thing we do. Um, transducer mounts for your trolling motor, jack plate. Electronics mounts. Yeah, uh, gimbal brackets. Our Versa yeah. mounts, really cool. Um, it is a articulating mount. Um, what pe most people are familiar with, like a RAM, um, with, that's a ball socket. Ours uh -huh. is a, a solid toothed geared system. And what we love about ours, the knob is actually the wrench to make all the adjustments. Um, quick bragging story on it. So right when they came out, we have an optional nine inch bar and it's a lot of leverage on it. And we had a cat mount a 16 inch Garmin and use that nine inch bar as a cantilever to put it a, a, a vertical set. He speared a wave on fork. Uh, Toledo bent. Toledo bent. Speared a wave. Ripped the trolling motor off. Ripped the trolling motor out of the gunnel. But. Our mount survived. So he calls and he told the story like I just told it. And we're like, we're oh! all holding our breath. Like, oh, no. Did did we did we lose a unit here? And he's, no, like, didn't. he's like, didn't budge. Yeah. So that we love that mount. Um, the Versa mount's pretty amazing. Um, if you're using RAM, Versa mount is, uh, you know, I, I, again, not to disparage. It's a lot of good product. But if you're hitting big water, I don't think anyone can ever claim that a RAM's going to hold still in big water because it's a round surface on a round socket. Right. It's going to move. Um, these things do not move. And they use the same mounting hole pattern as what the ram mount does, so you won't have to drill any new holes. Drill any new holes. Yeah, I have a ram mount, and that's the only my that would be my only problem is if I'm in rough water or something, yeah. it, it it'll it'll move, especially with you know, I, I got that 10 inch and it's mounted off yeah. And if you're running boat lanes or trying to run shallow water in rough water, you're constantly I've, I've been there, pushed it back up. Look where you're going. Yeah. Hold on for dear life. Watch the wave. Push it back up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of stuff, they're good little mount. It's not that. It's just that this is, you know, it's the next level. It's the evolution. Yeah. 
it boating, boating and aircraft are two different animals in a car. G <laughs> Style says, I have a 1448 John boat. Uh, what 12 or 14 volt Tarova? Uh, what's the price? I guess he wants to know what the price difference is between 12 and 24. Huge volts. price difference. Huge. Uh, you're looking seven, eight hundred bucks to go from the difference between the two. I would mount a 12 volt 55 Tarova on that thing and not look back. That thing's going to be ample for that 1448. It's going to make you a whole butt across the water. I would not have a reason to run a 24-volt system on Unless you're running big rivers. With a lot of current, yeah. stuff like you that. You want a spot lock or troll. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, the 12 is a lot more powerful, you think, especially in a boat that light. Yep. Cool. I says, do y'all have a website? You sound like the one-stop shop I need. The website's in the description. It's russellmarineproducts.com, I believe, right? Yep. It's a big one. Got about 30,000 products on there. So check it out and see what you think. Any questions, call us, man. Yeah. We got guys, no kidding, that are experts in this. They answer our phones every single day. They all fish. They all have their own boats. I mean, we truly 100% live our passion here every single day, man. Josh has kayaks. We go out fishing. You should have seen him get his sea legs on one of our first videos on a boat. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like having you guys on. I had these guys on here last year. It was a great show. I wanted to make sure to have them back, and hopefully they'll come back again next year, and we'll do this again. Hopefully we can get something scheduled before uh, Black Friday so you guys can get that, the, the word yeah. out on all the good That'd deals. Great. Have, so. party. I'm going to call. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold your word. I'm going to hold you to your word for that one. So uh, hold on a second. Uh, we got one more question. My buddy Fish and Freedom, I got to make sure I get this one in for him. He says, just got a Tarova 112 yesterday. It didn't come with a heading sensor. Is it necessary? Yes and yep. no, depending on how you fish. So the heading sensor itself, which. He's a Mississippi actually, guy. He fishes big, the big Mississippi. The main thing about the heading sensor is the jog feature, okay? Which a jog feature is if you're spot locked, if you have the remote in your hand and you hit the arrow button up, it moves you forward five feet, backwards five feet, to the right or the left, five feet, okay? Depending on which arrow on your remote that you hit. I would say, yes, it is an important feature to have. I've found that if I'm away from structure a little bit, I can hit that up a couple times and let the trolling motor bump me up to get me in closer to casting distance or making sure your drift's adjusted correctly. There should have been, should have been, not always, but Minkota had some supply chain issues with some Tarovas, some Ultrexes that we found out too in the shipping process. So what they did is they put a little placard in there for you to fill out, mail that in. When the heading sensors come in, they will send you that free because you are owed that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So fill that out, send that card in. They'll send you a hat. They'll send you that as well, too. So make sure you get that for sure. I know you're getting a hat. See, you. there you go, Richard. I saved you some money, bud. Like, sorry we go. didn't complete your order. Here's a hat. <laughs> Speaking of hats, not only do they know what they want, I saw in one of my videos where or one of your videos where Josh was wearing my hat. I was really happy to see that. You want to hear you want to hear a wild story about your hat? I loved your hat. I wore it all the time. I got a whole batch of people. Email me, market catfish and crop if you want one. I'll set you up. But go ahead. I got in a car wreck. I'm not. Uh, this is no joke. Sure, yeah, this I, is a legitimate. I, thing. I hit a concrete median on the highway doing 85 miles an hour, and that son of a bitch launched off my head into oncoming traffic. Never saw it again. Oh no, I'm sorry to hear that. But I didn't die. So you didn't die. Was, <laughs> I don't know if you're not dying. I'm glad you didn't die. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Man. You know, so I still got my head that we did the trade. Oh yeah. 
I couldn't give it away. I know I said I was going to give it away, but I no, I didn't give it away. Cool. Kept it. And Melissa says, got to say it. Go dogs. I got to make sure she gets that out there. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll wear a dog's hat. All right, folks. Josh and Justin, thank you very much for being on the show. I'm sure we could have talked for hours and hours and hours. I'm sure a lot of this is the tip of the iceberg, guys. <laughs> yeah. I recommend, let's do the show a couple times a year. There's always new stuff coming and always better ways to explain stuff. We learn stuff every single day, just like you guys. Absolutely. This is real good. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to try. I'll do it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get this out on audio. I'm going to try and get it out like Wednesday evening. Uh, so if you're listening to this, you still have time before Christmas, check out their website. Get in there. I want to make sure that they they hear all this good information before they make their purchase. I cannot stress enough. Call people that know what they're doing. It sure beats the big box stuff. And when it comes to fishing electronics, they're, 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 the prices are pretty much standard across the board, unless it's, you know, either broken or holst- well, whatever. We'd want to get it. If they're, if they're not standard, it's probably something shady. Yeah. <laughs> There's something shady going on. A lot so. of that going around now. Now, this one means a lot to me. Captain Greg says, awesome show. Captain Greg works for Navionics, I believe, still. So well, right he, he knows what he's I need to get right. Captain Greg on my show. So. You're on my list, Captain Greg. I, I gotta give. I gotta contact you. I got a big long list of people, and you guys are up there, or we're definitely up there. All right, everybody. Thank you for watching out in podcast land. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out the links below. Uh, give Justin and Josh a call. You won't be disappointed. They'll take care of you, guys. Thank you. Good night. God bless. Get out and fish, Thanks, everybody. Guys. Appreciate it. Thanks.